Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the amazing good fortune to interview someone who I have looked up to for a very long period of time, Jordan Adler. He's ranked one of the top networking networkers in the world. At the age of 34, he had $36,000 in credit card debt on 22 different credit cards. 36 months later, he went on to make over $20 million in network marketing. He's built businesses consisting of over 200,000 distributors and nearly half a million customers in countries all over the globe. He is the best-selling author of Beach Money, Creating Your Dream Life Through Network Marketing. He is a speaker. He is an inspiration to all of us. Jordan, thanks so much for joining us. Seth, it's uh, it's my honor, and thank you for inviting me to be part of your show. Uh, my pleasure. So let's go back in time. Let's do the rags to riches story. So <laughs> 22 different credit cards, $34,000 in credit card, $36,000 in credit card debt, living in a garage. Um, what what was the, yeah. Tony Robbins would call it the defining moment, right? What was the defining moment yeah. where you said, never again, never, it is a must that I must change and I must change right now? Yeah, there, there were actually a, a few de- defining moments. I actually had been involved in 11 network marketing companies in 10 years for made a penny. But the thing that got me focused on network marketing was a book that I picked up at a garage sale for a quarter called The 10 Napkin Presentations by Don Faila. And it was the first time in my life I was probably... 20 years old at the time. It was the first time in my life I started thinking about digital income was and leverage. And I'd never been introduced to that uh, growing up in the south suburbs of Chicago. That book sent me out on a trajectory learning and attending events. And I I would get credit cards and max them out going to events and buying products. But I never made a penny, never signed up one person for my first 10 years, 11 companies. And then in my 12th company, um, I here's what my pattern was. And I did this over and over and over again. I would join a company. I would get discouraged uh, because people would be negative or, and then I'd start questioning myself or questioning the company, the products, whatever. And then I would quit. And then eight months later, I would join another company. I did that pattern over and over again. And there was a realization um, after I got, I finally, I signed up in my 12th company and I finally started making some money, but it was like, $100 a month, $180 a month. But I had a little team. They invited me back to Connecticut uh, to do a a meeting. And it happened, there there was a snowstorm. And I showed up at this house with dressed like somebody from Arizona in a massive blizzard. 
and all the lights were off in the house. And this was back in the answering machine days. I made my way to a payphone, called, and they didn't pick up the phone. And I was standing there on the doorstep in, in, uh, in Connecticut, Boston area. And I, I realized it, it hit me in a moment. It was like a, a lightning bolt that hit me that I have to stop quitting because every time, because I never learned the lessons I need to learn to transcend to the next level. So at that moment, I decided I'm not good. I wanted to quit because I had no money in my bank account. I scra scraped together every penny I could to get to Connecticut to help these guys. And they weren't there. They completely no-showed me. I ended up getting a Motel 6 and flying back. But I decided I'm just going to keep going forward if anybody's making money. And I did. And I ultimately ended up making $8 million with that company. And, wow. and that, was my first, that was my first success in network marketing. Um, and it was, a, it was really just doing simple things. Like I just, rather than having a bad day or a bad week and throwing in the towel, I just made a decision that I'm not going to quit on a bad day. And that was my, that was my breakthrough moment. Don't quit on a bad day. And so every time I have a bad day, I'm like, today's not the day to quit. And as long as you stay in action and do little things every day, you're going to have a good day and want to quit on a good day. So that, that's what I've done now. And I don't quit things anymore. I, I learn lessons and work hard and, and focus and, and uh, stay committed. I make my decisions not based on how I'm feeling, but based on what I'm committed Yeah. Well, I, I would imagine that your bad days now are much better than your bad days back then. Absolutely. And but, you know, you know we're, we're human. Our emotions go up and down. And so it doesn't matter what level you're at. I mean... I'm sure Kevin has uh, has tough days. I'm sure you have tough days. And there's days where you just like don't want to go and do the work. Everybody's like that, no matter where you are. And that's normal. That's just part of being human. And so the reason most people don't make it is they have a few tough things that come up and they just miss it. It's not work for them. So they throw in the towel. And uh, the ones that don't do that are the ones that end up with the big bank accounts and the fancy lifestyles. Now, obviously, the longer version of the story is in your book and in your materials, but let's talk about after you achieved that significant amount of success, you didn't stop there. You have gone on to become involved in other companies, start other companies. Talk a little bit about the journey kind of from the first success, which was at a very, very high level, to how you've kept evolving and growing since then. Yeah, so that company, uh, you, you might remember the company, it was Excel Communications. I was there for 13 years. And Excel was a technology company that was a network marketing company, long distance. Well, today we don't pay for long distance. So 20% of zero is zero. And so my income went away when the whole industry went digital. Everybody transitioned from mechanical, which is hundreds of millions of dollars of mechanical switches to digital and all of a sudden started becoming free, like free Zoom, all those kinds of things and free conference calls and all that kind of stuff. And so I was faced with what's my next move? You know, what am I gonna do next? And, and I, I was introduced to a, a company called Send Out Cards uh, about, uh, about um, 17 years ago. And it was a product that I, I loved the idea of it. This was before smartphones, before apps, Half the population was still on dial-up and very few people were on Facebook. And, but I like the idea of being able to jump on a computer, pick a card, type in a personal message and hit the send button 
and then the rest is done for me, there'll be a card in the mail the next day. I like that idea because the importance of sending a thank you card when somebody does something nice for you or being able to give somebody some encouragement in a little different way, I just saw the value of that. So I decided to become a customer. And then within a few weeks, I was sharing it with people. It's a great idea and started signing up people. I started introducing the program to anywhere from five to eight people per day. This was back in the days, again, before we had the ability to blast stuff out, um, before we had the idea, the ability to build a uh, community online, you know, even before that. Uh, so I started uh, calling people and just setting up appointments and sharing the idea. And I uh, five to eight people a day, I started signing up about one person a day. And within five weeks, I was making some really good money. And this is what I've been doing ever since. And I've involved myself in other projects. We launched uh, Beach Money Publications after my book came out. My book is all over the world. There's tons of people that have achieved different levels of success as a result of reading the book. So we put together a collaboration of authors, people, most of them had never been published and did some collaboration books. We've got 10 books, uh, five of them are out on Amazon. It's called Momentum Makers. And, uh, and then uh, just continue to share the beach money message idea that you can make money while you're at the beach or wherever you want to be. And so, and I've got other projects. It's uh, there's, there's, I'm doing a lot of fun stuff all around being an entrepreneur. It's an absolutely incredible journey that you've been on. I think you touched on one of the most important lessons is don't quit and don't quit on a bad day. What were some, you've overcome a lot of adversity and a lot of ups yeah. and downs along the way. What are some of your other biggest takeaways from the things that you've grown through? Yeah, you know, um, one of the things that's been probably the biggest thing for me is I, I was the guy that always got picked last for sports teams when I was a kid. And I was, I was a shorter dude, like I wasn't on the basketball team and I was littler, so I was playing football. And so I found things to do that, didn't involve that kind of stuff, but I was, I always very, I was very insecure and I still have those insecurities. Uh, and the way, you know, I just like, I found that, um, you don't need to believe your dreams when you have your dream. And so a lot of, so what I've learned is that there's some steps to achieving any dream. And the first one is, of course, you got to have one. Uh, most people shrink their income down to meet their dreams instead of expanding their, as most people, their dreams down to meet their income instead of expanding their income to meet their dream. What I decided, and this was a conscious decision, is if I had a dream popped into my mind that I wanted to do like learning to fly helicopters, for example, or going to space, things that I did not even believe were possible, I would write them down in a journal. And sometimes I put them on a vision board. Sometimes I would put them somewhere where I'll them every day. First thing you got to do is you got you to put your, you got to have a dream. Second thing is you got a commitment to the first step, step, then the third step. So begin to put things on your calendars. That's the second step, schedule it. So like if you have, a, I had a dream to learn to fly helicopters, I didn't believe I could do it, but I went online, I found a helicopter school and that's how it starts. You gotta schedule it, is you gotta trust the process. You have to trust the process. There are people that went before you and you have to believe that there's a system out there, there's a process out there that if you plug into it, that you can achieve the same things because they're, they, because there are people that are not as good as you that have achieved the dreams that you have. The only difference is uh, they didn't quit on their dreams. So the third thing is to trust the process. And the fourth, the fourth thing is the toughest for most people, and that's to see the job through. So when I made a commitment to myself and to other people that I was going to get my helicopter pilot license, pilot's license, even though there were hundreds of times 
where I would wake up in the morning and think to myself, this is like what I'm going, getting ready to go do is pretty scary. Like I'm going to go do auto rotations today with an instructor where we're going to disconnect the engine from the main rotor and we're going to bring the helicopter down without an engine. And we're going to do that over and over and over and over again. And it's scary. There's a lot of things like that that are scary. Just talking to the tower, that's just one thing, right? That you need to learn and you got to say it right because they scold you if you don't. If you screw it up, it's not good. There's a lot of things that if you screw up are not good in a helicopter or in an airplane. And so I just made, again, it was like, there were so many times, it's like facing your fears, like doing, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And if you have a commitment to go do something, do it. There were mornings that I woke up that I felt sick and I knew I wasn't sick. I was making myself sick because I didn't, I really didn't want to do what it is I needed to do to have that dream. But the dream to be more important, the dream was more important than the feelings that I was having a fear. You, you got to make your dream so important to you that nothing will stop you from continuing to move through it. And you're going to have setbacks. Everybody does. You talked about, you said, don't you don't have to believe your dreams that's that that sounds a little counterintuitive can you expand on that so in the beginning when you have the dream you don't necessarily have to believe it's possible for you like for example i wrote down in a journal long before they were talking about civilian space travel like years before i wrote down in a journal space traveler but i was in my 40s at the time and 40 year olds 45 year olds don't go to space it's guys in their 20s that are fighter pilots that are engineers. They're the ones that become astronauts. But I wrote it into a journal. And then years later, I was at a Marriott at an event speaking. And I was there at six in the morning. There was a Starbucks and I was waiting for the Starbucks to open. I was the only one down there. And this woman walks over to me. There's another lesson in that. But this woman walks over to me. She's got red hair, Carolyn Ferguson. She's from New Zealand, of all places. And she said she was a travel agent. And I I know that travel agents have been hurting because of the internet. People are booking their own travel. So I just assumed she wasn't doing very well. And I said, well, what, what do you do? How's it going? And she said, it's going great. I just had my best year ever. I go, really? I go, what do you mean? She goes, well, I book space. And I'm like, space? I'm thinking space on hotel rooms, space on cruise ships. She's mean space. She points up. She said she sold four tickets on Virgin Galactic's civilian space program for $250,000 each. Wow. And I'm like, that's exciting. And so she started telling me about it. And then a month later, she contacted me and said Virgin Galactic was going to be in Vegas. I met with this beautiful woman, Rose, who works side by side with Richard Branson. And she, this was back when it was just a brochure. There were no spaceships. There was no space center. And on my 57th birthday, I wired... Um, 250,000 to, uh, and I actually went back and I found the journal in a box in a, in a storage where I'd written down number eight on a, on a goal is space traveler. Well, I, when I wrote space traveler, I didn't believe it was possible. I remember when I wrote it, this is never going to happen. Well, years later, here I am, I'm scheduled to go to space on Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic civilian space program. And the, que if, the question I ask, or people ask me all the time is, are you scared? And the answer is absolutely not. I'm really excited about it. Not scared at all yeah and my house uh my 13 my middle child our 13 year old daughter coined a coined a word in our house called nervous sighted when you're nervous and excited at the same time i like so. that and yeah one more thing one more lesson out of that <clears throat> if you think about everything that's happened in your life and i'm not just talking to you seth everybody that's watching right listening every single thing that's happened in your life happened because you met the right person at the right time 
And so if you become intentional about meeting people, though, that's the gateway to your dreams is meeting the right people at the right time building the relationships with the right people at the right time. Absolutely. And your all of your businesses have been about connection in one way, shape, or form. So, and we know your time is obviously incredibly valuable. We appreciate you spending some with us for our listeners. And I, I would love to have you back for a longer conversation. Can you share with our viewers and our listeners a little bit more about all the places they can go to learn more about all things Jordan Adler, to get a copy of the book Beach Money, to be a, become a part of whatever exciting, amazing things you're up to? Yeah, absolutely. Um, beachmoneynation.com. If somebody wants to get two free chapters of my book, Beach Money, and they can read read up on Beach Money and join the join the community. Uh, if you text um, eight five, t- text the word money two four seven, M O E Y two four seven, to eight five five four six zero 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 five eight four six zero zero nine. Text money two four seven. I'll send you uh, some information about a really cool system, and then uh, of course jordanadler.com. You can connect with me there as well. Awesome. We so will put we will put all the links in the short code and the number in the show notes. Uh, this is Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Jordan Adler. Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. I enjoyed it, Seth. Thanks so much. Bye, everybody. It's been an honor having you. Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text pitch to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.